back. My name is Elder Glenn Cohen, and you have tuned in to The Prophet's Voice. We are excited to be able to be in your house today, wherever you are. If you're listening to us, just know that God is in the room. I'm sitting here with my amazing co-host, Marcus Mooney of Opay Productions, Original Purpose and Intent in the house. Hello, hello. That's all you got to say, Marcus? That's all I got to say. You know, we got a lot to say on this one, though. Just yeah. stay tuned. Yes. Stay tuned. <laughs> yes, you're right. And of course, sitting here supporting us both and being who, being the great man of God that he is, is my husband of now. 30 years together, 28 years married, Elder Elliot Cohen. Say the hey, man El. right here. <laughs> I know you can't see him, but just know that he's there. Y'all going to get to see him soon enough. But wanted to, um, especially right now, say thank you to him for supporting both Marcus and I in this endeavor with The Prophet's Voice and Ope Media Productions. We're excited. Tonight, we are on Chapter 14 of Ooh. Real Life, Real Time, Real Talk with a Very Real God. Coming with the prophet's voice. Y'all know y'all can reach out to us at info at theprophetsvoice.net or www.theprophetsvoice.net. So, chapter 14, Marcus, why do I have to change? Wow. That's a good one. That's a word. Change. Change. Uh. (laughs) <laughs> in Jesus the same yesterday, today, and forever. Why and forever. do I have to change? You know, nobody likes change. Nobody likes change. No. Ah, but here we go. Change. Here it is again. We talked about it before in chapter nine. We did the dreaded what? One, two, three, four, five, six. Six letter word that sends us into a fit. Change. Mm. It's the word giving us the heebie-jeebies when we hear it mentioned. And don't let someone suggest, whether secular or sacred, that we need to do what? Change. I'm fine just the way I am. I've always done things this way. I'm a product of my environment. This is the way it is. My family is like this. That's just who we are. We've all engaged those responses when the word change shows up. Oh, Elder, we got to throw this one in there, too. What? Um, my truth. This is just my truth. It's just oh, that's this, right. This is just my truth. It's just my truth. It is no. It is what it is. Oh, oh, yeah, definitely. What definitely. else is there? Another it one. It is what it is. It's, it's my truth. <laughs> it is what it is. You do you. Oh, and I'll do me. And I'll do me. <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's how we are. So I say in the chapter when I made it into the corporate world at a Fortune 500 company, I was excited and elated. I was. I'd work hard to get to this place. I'd labored at jobs where I felt not adequately appreciated or acknowledged for my business acumen. And finally, I thought I had landed. Not to mention I was being compensated for what I thought was even more than my current vocational value. Okay. Words like promotion, fast track, management, professional development literally intoxicated me. It was like I had experienced a fine, expensive wine. You know, the good stuff, top shelf. I was giddy, lightheaded, and full of myself. Oh, full of what, man? Hold on, say that one more time. Myself. Yourself. Self. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah, myself. Not <laughs> you self, myself. It was three of us, me, myself, and, and I. That's and a crowd. I. That's a crowd. That's a crowd. <laughs> and Jesus was not in the midst of that. Mm-mm-mm. The first day I went to work, I was ready. I was prepared to administrate and dominate. 
I was given my private office, ultra-modern equipment, and an excess badge boasting my name and title. I was handed a plethora of reading material about my benefits and the company's expectations. I picked up the handbook and Marcus, the first line read, we're excited you've decided to join us. We look forward to you embracing our changing Changing environment. environment. Every day, we're changing to better our employees, company, and the world. When you change, we change. I don't know if I said that right. That's right. That's good, Mark. Sound of breaks. Hold up. Wait a minute. Nobody said anything to me about change. And all those interviews and assessment exercises, I didn't see anything, or I don't remember seeing anything about change. Wasn't I hired for who I was? I thought my current state opened the door for my employment, yet my willingness to flow with the company's changing culture was expected. Whether I wanted to or not, I had to change. My employment and subsequent paycheck depended on it. I had to rethink my way of doing things. Come on, somebody. Come on now. Come on now. Recognize my thought processes. Reorganize my thought processes. Mm -mm. Redirect my focus and reimagine my life operating in this workforce. I needed to what? Change. Change. Come on, talk to me, Marcus. You know, I'm sitting here and as you you talk about that, Elder, I'm thinking to myself. (laughs) (laughs) Once again, me, oh my, my goodness. The times where I dealt with me, myself, and I. Yes. And that is a crowd. Three is a a crowd. crowd. That's right. That's a crowd. That's a crowd. And I didn't have a crowd controller. Like you Uh, said, Jesus wasn't in the midst. He wasn't in the midst. And, you know. Yeah, I call it what you want to, but I, you know, for me personally, I can I can attest to having some borderline schizophrenia. And I mean, I was three different people, many different times, uh, you know, if not more. And uh, and yes, I needed I needed a change in the way that I saw myself, ah. the way that I perceived the world right. at that time. Right. You know, which was a big part of how I saw myself. Right. You know. And uh, I really needed to allow God to flip me over, over upside down, like so to that. speak, on my head so mm-hmm. that I could really see myself the way he needed uh, me to see myself. I have this saying that it's one thing to look in your mirror and see yourself. It's another thing to look in God's oh, mirror my goodness. and see yourself. You just said something. Somebody got it. You got it. Because God's mirror shows you how you got to change. That's right. That's right. And in our member, member, our mirror, we have a perception of who we are. We have a perception of who people think we are. Mm-hmm. We have a way in which we present a certain part of us to the world. That's so good. If you've never been to a makeup artist before ah. and you've only seen a certain image of yourself, your beautification level is right there where you saw yourself before. Right, and I it like ends that. right there. Right. It stops right there. You don't think you can look no better. Right, until. You know, until uh, that makeup artist get a hold of you. And change. And change some things. You didn't think you'd ever look like this. Right. <laughs> um, um, it's interesting you say that because isn't it, isn't it something that we're okay with changing the outside of us in order to impress others? But yet, put all the makeup on you, you won't. <laughs> all the eyelashes, all the beautification, clean up the beard, mustache, all of that. And if you're still nasty on the inside, huh? 
you just good looking nasty. You know what? You just reminded me of something. A friend of mine told a story, and uh, I hope I don't get in trouble for for saying that. I'm not saying any names. Uh, so hopefully the discretion, you know, uh-huh. they'll be all right with it. It'd be all right. <laughs> but um, basically, uh, you know, this this was some years ago too. Like we went to the doctor. Well, the friend went to the doctor because they were having an issue with uh-huh. their breath. Uh-huh. And it couldn't figure it out. Okay. Couldn't figure it out for the life. It was like, am I using a bad toothpaste? Do I have a bad tooth? Went to the doctor. What's going on? Right. The, the dentist, rather. They said the teeth were fine. And the doctor found out that there was an internal issue that was causing mm-hmm. an odor to rise up. So it didn't matter how much they flossed, ah, how much on, they Marcus. brushed their teeth. Talk to us. Huh? They looked in the mirror all day. I mean, they had gotten to a point where they was carrying toothpaste and scope around with them all day, wow. trying to deal with an issue that was not going to be dealt with without dealing with it internally. Wow, that's good. That's good, isn't it? And it required that they had to change. They had to change. There were some things that had to change internally. There were some things that had to be dealt with internally, even albeit physical. Right. But they had to be dealt with internally before they were effective externally. That's so good. We got it backwards because we figure we deal with the outside. And often the outside of us is never a reflection of the inside. <laughs> Not truly. <laughs> mm-mm, How we wake up in the morning is not what we show the world. Mm-mm, not at all. But isn't it interesting that we'll wake up in the morning and change our appearance and then complain when someone says, you know, you need to change your attitude. <laughs> Why do I need to change? But you change clothes. You're right. You change hairstyles, and now we change hairstyles every hour if we wanted to. Yeah, sure could. <laughs> right? You change nail polish. You change suits. Mm-hmm. Isn't it interesting? You change ties. You won't wear the same tie to church one Sunday that you wore the next Sunday, or you won't wear the same shirt that you wore to work the day before. Nope. Well, some of us won't. Well, some of us Right. right. <laughs> That's the truth. Right. So <laughs> if you're so willing to change externally, what's the problem with changing oh, internally? Mm. We say that we accept Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Come on, God, come in. Be the Lord of my life, Savior of my life. You know, mm-hmm. um, tre- uh, uh, show me where to go. Show me what to do. God, I'm all in. And then he says, yeah, but there's some things about you that need to change in order to understand me more fully, in order to embrace me more fully. Go ahead, Mark. I believe that's why our Savior didn't create salvation to be a robe or something that you wear. Ooh, I like that. Say that again. I like that. I mean, imagine the people just walk around and you're like, oh, they got the robe. They're They're saved. saved. (laughs) They're saved. He has to do a work. On the inside. Ah, uh, yes. And we are forever changing. Oh, uh, come on. I don't understand why people say, I don't want to change. I'm good the way I am. But every day you're changing. Physically, your body is changing. I remember a particular time when um, I, I I woke up and I felt God jumped up. Right? I just <laughs> jumped up, y'all. Now, I'm just going to tell you, I am over 50. That's all you need to know. I jumped up. I was like, yeah. And I hit the floor. Oh, my goodness. And it was so funny because my body said, 
you need to stop listening to your mind <laughs> <laughs> and pay attention to me. Oh, man. I, and I had to laugh because now when I get up, I'm up. But I have to sit for a minute. Mm-hmm. I have to gather myself and then I can stand up. I can't do like I used to do because I'm changing. You're changing. And I have to be conscious of it and acknowledge that something different is happening. Why is it so hard? That's a good question. For us to acknowledge that it's time for us to be different and make the changes in us that are necessary for us to be different. That is a good question. And you know, your analogy, well, not your analogy, your, your, you know, recanting of that story, what you just told, how your body was saying one thing, <laughs> what your mind was like, yeah, or or vice versa, right, rather. Right. Um, I still play basketball uh-huh. and uh, I'm over 40. That's all you need to know. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> you know, and I, I consider myself being able to still play at a pretty high level for my age, especially. Uh-huh. And I end up running with younger guys. Uh-huh. Well, my ankle is hurting right now <laughs> because uh-huh. of that. Because of that. Because I, I, you know, I got out there. My mind said, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you can do this. You uh-huh, got that it. That mind, it'll mess with you. Now, you know, because a little bit of bit, little bit of pride, I'll be honest, uh-huh. a little bit of pride and a little bit of, you know, skill that's still left in there, <laughs> I was able to get through it on top. I won the game. I won the battle, but I lost the war. Yep. Lost the war because now you can't fight no I've been more limping for, for a, a week almost. Well, now I'm finally walking a little better, but I was limping for, for about a week uh-huh. at work because I'm just not at that place where I could do the same thing that the 20-year-old, the 30-year-old can do, mm-hmm. you know, especially at a high level. Yes. You know, yeah. I need to bring it back down. But that's me understanding that I need a change. That you got to change. And, and change isn't a bad thing. No, nah, it's not. Because we can't decree and declare all of these declarations. I want destiny. I want purpose. I want power. I want more anointing. I want all of this. And I want a greater platform. <laughs> and not change. And not change. Because where we are often is not sufficient for where we need to be. That's good. And. God wants to bless us. He wants to elevate us. He wants to promote us. But it requires change. That's right. Not, and because we don't ever want to get to a place of destiny, and because we refuse to change, we can't deal with the dimension of destiny God is taking us in because we refuse to change. We got those old wineskins. Oh, that's it. But we want that new wine. But we want that new wine. We Come want on it. now. Come on. Well, I say, ah, I said, and change I did. Yeah. I changed how I responded to conflict. I changed how I presented myself in meetings. I changed how I wrote and how I spoke. I changed how I assessed problems and processed solutions. I changed how I approached those I supervised. I changed how I addressed colleagues, coworkers, and those above me. I changed how I received constructive criticism. And yes, even derogatory comments. I discovered my success in the organization 
dependent upon my ability to change. change. <laughs> I changed for the better. And because I was willing to change, I experienced much success and many promotions. The changes made me a better employee and a much better person. And 25 years later, some more, maybe more years, those changes <laughs> still profoundly affected my life. Now, if worldly changes gave me that type of success, how much better could our lives be if we readily changed for our relationship with Jesus Christ? What you think, Marcus? I think that you are on to something right there because, I mean, you know, worldly change is good. It is. It is. You know, um, you can get things and you can get places yeah. with worldly change. But godly but change, <laughs> there we go. Godly change is not just internal, it's eternal. Ah, I like that, Mark. That's good. Absolutely love how God does things because we have the mirror of today. Yes. He has the mirror of forever. That's good. I like that. Isn't he profound, y'all? I just tell you, Pastor Mark oh. is really working it out for us. <laughs> He's working it out for us. So... I said, the one place where change is essential seems to be the most challenging place for change. Mm -hmm. How is it when we embrace Christ, the author of change, we are resistant and opposed to it? Here's Jesus saying, if we change, <laughs> we can experience abundant and, and eternal, eternal life. life if we change. Now, y'all, some of y'all, you know, being a little sarcastic, I know you are, and you're saying, well, what do you mean? What do I need to change? Well, that right there, that's what you need to change, <laughs> right there. That right there. That attitude that, what do you mean? What do I need to change? You need to change that right there. And, be, and perhaps the reason that blessings haven't been answered or fulfilled, prayers haven't been answered, things that you've wanted to do in God has not happened because he says, I'm waiting for you That's right. to change. That's right. And you know, even, even if you are not ready to change, as, as Elder has so, I mean, eloquently, the way you have laid this one out, I absolutely love. Because it's something about when a person, for me, when they come from a first person point of view, mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's, a, it's a candid, you know, position where I can really see straight through and like, mm -hmm. man, mm -hmm. like they telling the truth, y'all, because mm -hmm. they could be talking about anybody or giving a scenario, but they're talking about themselves. I'm talking about you me. Know, <laughs> you know, um, and it's, it's, you know, in listening to that, I realized within myself, like, it's so important that we start with the mindset to put ourselves in a posture for change. That's right. And that's the only way that it could truly occur. God is such a perfect gentleman. He's not out here forcing change on, on mm -hmm. people. Now, there is things that's happening that he's already spoken to into play uh -huh. that will change around you. Right. If you don't right. if you don't get in alignment. Right. You know, it just leave you behind. But right. you personally, he's not gonna just attack you with this change mm -hmm. unless you allow him. And nothing I feel in my, well, in my experience, nothing has pleased God more with me than the times that I have become a willing vessel. Oh, and, and when you become a willing vessel, it means you're willing to, to change. change. And so this is not, this is not an indictment against who you are. No, not even, no. But wouldn't you want to be better? The Don't best you. Don't you want, or be the best you? So how, 
here's another analogy. Thank you, Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit, that I'm thinking of. So my doctor is a primary care physician. Mm-hmm. And I have a particular disease. Let's say that. Mm-hmm. I'm just speaking hypothetically. Right. And they want to take care of that disease. They want to help me take care of that disease. What does that require? They're going to have to change. You got to make some changes. Make some changes. They're going to have to change how they see uh, me physically. They're going to have to change the fact that they may not be the primary care, that they've got to send me to what? A specialist. A specialist. Yes, ma'am. That there has to be a change in the treatment plan. Come on, somebody. Come on now. <laughs> in order for me to get better. So let's think about this spiritually. There's some things going on that are dis-ease in us, mm. that are dis-ease <laughs> in us. That's and good. our primary care physician sends us to a specialist. The primary care physician is Jesus. He sends us the Holy Spirit, the specialist that can come in, instruct, direct, tell us how to shift and move and change so that the dis-ease is, is, is eliminated. That's right. He says, I'll send you what? A comforter. That's right. One that can comfort the disease. So why would we want to hold on to? My goodness, my goodness. Why do we want to hold on to our old self, declare that we're in Christ when the word says, if any man be in Christ, they're a new creature. That's so Old good. things are passed away. away. All things are new. If all things pass away, it means change has to happen. That's right. Stop putting makeup on that dirty face. Listen, wash that face Wash first. the face. It doesn't even face. make no sense. You wasting good makeup. You wasting that good stuff, makeup. Come on. That stuff on. Matt cannot cover dirt. Or maybe <laughs> I shouldn't have said that because that's a product. But makeup cannot that's cover right. dirt. That's right. Clean you it know, up. Clean it up. And allow Perfume God to work. Perfume cannot cover sense. Huh? No, <laughs> cannot cover phone. Oh my goodness! You gotta clean it up. Deodorant can't cover phone. You gotta wash first. All that deodorized funk just rolling around. Right, just rolling around. <laughs> and so it is interesting to me again, like I said, how those of us that want to embrace Jesus Christ, and you know, we gotta change. That's right. So, so, and I've said this before. So, and I have nothing. Please understand. Love good service. Love all of that. However, I can shout. I can dance. I can run around the church. I can fall out on the floor. I can have somebody push me down on the floor, (laughs) whatever it may look like. That's right. But if I get up and I haven't changed, when I stop running, I haven't changed. That's right. You're tired. Right. I'm tired, but I'm still (laughs) the same. still the same. I can shout, but if I haven't changed, Mm, mm, mm. what's the point? But you're still the same. Right. My feet hurt, but I'm still the same. My goodness. What's the point? Mm. What's the point? So I said, if we change how we treat our enemies, we can expect to be blessed. If we change how we deal with persecution and mistreatment, we can change our lives and the lives of others. If we change how we approach life situations and challenge, we can experience a peace that cannot be understood. If we change the way we spend our time, we can encounter redemption and restoration. Yet it's all predicated, Marcus. On our willingness to to change. Change. What do you say? I love it. Um, It's so many things here. There's so many things here. But I'm just going to stick with redemption and restoration. Ah, uh, come on now. Um, Because I don't think you really realize how beautiful you are because you've just been 
going through the process of trying to look like you need to look for other people. That's good. That's good. But when you really get to a place where redemption and restoration takes place, you'll realize you'll never do that for people again. That's right. You'll change. You will change for you. Right. You will change for God to be able to work in your life. Right. And they'll get the best version of you. And, you know, you know, God help them if they don't like it. It's all right. <laughs> it's all right. Because that's their process. It's their process. At that point, you're good. You're where you need to be. Um, but it, it, ha- it starts with, it has to start with, once again, putting yourself in a, in a posture of change. Mm-hmm. In a posture of change. I, and I'm going to say this. Understand that when you begin this process, there may be those around you that are uncomfortable. With the change. With the change. And so what they may do or will try to do. Is hold you back. Is, is, is treat you the way they used to treat Mm-mm-mm. you. So that you won't change and that you'll become more comfortable staying the same. But you've got to press forward in the change. That's right. And and can I speak on that real yes, quick? Yes, go I'm ahead. A, I'm going to tell you why people do that. Because change is contagious. Yes, it is. Oh, change yes. is infectious. contagious. It's yes. infectious. And once a person has become so comfortable with not changing and they see others changing around them, they immediately become uncomfortable. That's right. And the only way to get their comfort level back is to get you back to the place where you were before you started. That's exactly right. That's exactly what they do. And so you're in a process of changing and you're seeing people around you kind of raise up against you (laughs) while you change. Stay with it. That's right. It's for you and for them. That's right. Because Marcus said change is contagious. It is. Change is infectious. Change transfers. <laughs> and good. once you're changing and people see the benefit and the blessing of your modifications, of your changes, then guess what? What they didn't want, they're going to want. They're going to want. They're going right. to want it. So I say I needed to change. I needed to change. I still need to change. There's some things that I have to change. This for us, we said 2024 for Ellie and I is a year of discipline. I have to change some things. I had to change some things, y'all. I had to take all the computer games and get rid of them. I had to stop stop spending so much time engaging things that were trivial because Mm -hmm. there is a, a anointing on my life that requires work. Wow. That requires a process for me in order to embrace all of it. And I want to embrace all of it. So it means I got to change. You got to change. It means there's some things I can't do or say anymore. It means there are places I can't go anymore that I was quite comfortable going even as a Christian. It means that there are people that I can't engage in conversation with because guess what? It takes me back. And, and, and potentially can shift me back. Now, I know some of y'all are saying, well, once you change, you ought to be able to maintain it. Since it's Jesus, trust me, it's a process. It is a process. And if the son of man on a rock in Gethsemane said, take this cup, <laughs> trust me. <laughs> trust me. Yes, yes. It is a, sometimes a very difficult place to be in. And then you have to submit to the change. You have to submit to not my will. Your but your will. will be done. No matter what that looks like. So I said, the more I live, the more I realize I must change. Change is necessary. Change is vital. If we want our lives to change, we must be willing to switch 
modify, convert, transform, alter, adjust, mend, and shift. Every day presents an opportunity for us to be better people, better citizens, better parents, better children, better for the kingdom, and better for our God, but only, only, only if we're willing to change. Marcus, you got the last word on that. It is better for us. (laughs) I mean, nothing deep, just that simple. It's better for us to allow him to just work and bring the necessary change. If we could do it ourselves, all of us would be perfect. <laughs> we, we really would. Yes. We would be our best selves. Yes. <clears throat> Excuse me. But we need the author and the finisher of faith. We need the alpha and omega of all things. We need him, the one who created us all, the one who has the blueprint. We need him to give us the change necessary for us to be our best selves. Let's just do it. I like that. Let's just do it. Well, I'm Elder Gwen Cohen, and that's uh, Mark. I'm calling him. I said Pastor Marcus Mooney. (laughs) He is on this broadcast, on this podcast here with the Prophet's Voice. We've been going through real life, real time, real talk with a very real God. We we studied chapter 14 today. Why do I have to To change? change. Because change is necessary Mm -hmm. in order to change your life. Since we've been talking about change, we recognize that there is a space in your life, a moment where you can make a change. You can change your whole life. How do you do that? I know you're asking, Elder Gwen, how do I do that? Um, Pastor Marcus, how do I do that? You do that through accepting Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And we want to offer you an amazing opportunity to change your life, not just to change your life, but to change your family's life, your generations. Even when you have gone on, you are no longer here on the planet. When life is, you have completed your life purpose, change can still happen for you and the generations after you. Wouldn't it be something that you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior and the rest of your generations become kingdom citizens and embrace the change that Jesus has to offer? So you can do that very easily by saying this prayer with me. Say, Father, I have sinned, but I want to have you into my life. I want the change, Jesus, that you bring, the change that you'll bring to my heart, the change that you'll bring to my mind, and the change that you'll bring to my outlook on life. Be my Lord and Savior, and I will worship you, praise you, and be the kingdom citizen that you intended me to be because I'm willing to change. And just like that, just like that. Now, I need to let you know change is a process. It's not going to happen overnight, but you've started the process. And trust me, when you be when you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you discover that change becomes an integral part of who you are and it's all for your good. You know, you can reach out to us at info at theprophetsvoice.net or you can go on our website, www.theprophetsvoice.net. Just a heads up, want to let you know, we've got a Power of Purpose class coming up 
on Thursday. Our class format has changed. It's one night, 90 minutes. So this Thursday, January 25th, you can come into our free masterclass, The Power of Purpose. We're excited about people that have been coming in. We offer it pretty much three Thursdays a month, and we'll soon be moving into February, the month of love. (laughs) But however, you can come in for the last class Slots are still available. Spaces are still there and you can join us. In the meantime, in the meantime, change is good. Again, this is Elder Gwen Cohen and Marcus Mooney with Opi, Opay Media Productions. Forgive me. You're Original good. Purpose and Intent yes. Productions. And we want to say to you, thank you for tuning in to The Prophet's Voice Once again, be blessed.